All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everybody, welcome to Dropping the Gloves. I hope you're all doing well. Thanks for joining us. We got a huge playoff preview, Tim. Unbelievable. Yeah, we, we got a big guest. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Ryan Reeves. How are you doing, Reeves? What do I call you? What do your friends call Revo. you? Revo. Revo. Can I call you Revo? You can call me Revo. I've I earned that. Bo- I think we're boys. I think so. You can call me Mr. Scott. That's fine. <laughs> I probably I'm, uh, that doesn't roll off my tongue very well. I don't think I can tell you that. Call <laughs> me Big John. That's fine. Uh, All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Ryan. Um, so, how you, you got? You're injured. Let's just yeah. get this out of the way. How you doing? How's the body? You're you're back soon. Body's doing good. Uh, I've been skating. I'm back for playoffs game one. Oh, so who do you want to play in the playoffs? I mean, I don't really care just because you got to go through those top teams anyways. You're you're in the division. You got to come out of your division. So at some point, you're going to have to play them. Uh, I, I think, you know, you'd probably rather see a, a heated series between Colorado and Mini, let them bang each other up a little bit and then catch one of them after that. But, you know, St. Louis at the same time, they know how to win. You know, they, they came down from last in the league to win the Stanley Cup. They're, uh, they got some good veterans on that team, but – I think we played them probably better than the other two this year. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to, and it'd be nice to get that president's trophy and, and have home ice advantage for the whole playoffs. Yeah. It's funny before the season started, everybody talked about how good the East was that one division with the Bruins, the Penguins, all like the juggernauts in that division. All of a sudden your guys' division is arguably the strongest division in the NHL. You guys, the avalanche, Minnesota has been playing well, St. Louis, do you think it's at a disadvantage for you guys to have to battle pretty much top four teams in the NHL just to get to the semifinals? No, because you gotta you gotta go through those teams anyways, and then you know the, the teams in the other division, uh, the top two teams got to go through each other there, and then you gotta come through the however they're gonna do the uh, the playoffs after that. When you come in a division, you're gonna have to go through a top team there. So you're playing top teams, you gotta go through them, and there's just nothing you can do about it. I'd rather. You know, I'd rather be engaged in those in those hard battles rather than, you know, two easy series and then all of a sudden you get thrown at, you know, one of these top teams and you're like, well, where have these teams been for the first two rounds? Yeah, I've been talking about that with Toronto the whole season, how I think the North is just a terrible division other than Toronto and they're going to just have this cakewalk for the first two rounds and then they're going to walk into the playoffs like, wait a minute. So I, I understand. All right, you've been out. 
Your team's been playing some pretty, you know, intense games with Minnesota. Your captain just said, he came out, he said, listen, teams are playing a little bit braver with Ryan not in the lineup. What does that do to you when you watch a Minnesota game and you see Felino and Greenway and those guys flying around all of a sudden they're the toughest guys on the ice and they're playing like it. Does it fire you up? Does it make you pissed off? Like what's going through your head when you watch that? Oh, I, I got a little notebook. Oh, I'm just taking names, <laughs> getting ready, getting ready for whoever we play. Just like, don't think I don't forget this kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's just what happens when, you know, and we've talked about this before, when you don't have guys like us on the ice, that's what happens because the, you know, the next biggest, toughest guy, is going to act like the biggest, toughest guy. You know, you see Felino going after guys and, you know, some other guys taking liberties. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to forget it. Just because I wasn't in the game doesn't mean they're do not doing that against my team. So, uh, you know, it, if we catch Minnesota at some point, um, there'll be a response. You, you mentioned a team not having a tough guy. The whole talk of the league was Tom Wilson going after Panera and those guys. What was your take on that? You don't see these guys. You're not going to see them at all this season unless you meet in the Stanley Cup or the playoffs or whatever it is, the Cup Finals. What did you think about that whole scenario? You know, uh, I, I was texting with uh, March or so. He sent it to me. He sent me the clip. And I, I, I think exactly what I said was, I can't tell if this is going to be nothing. He's going to just walk completely clean or if he's going to get 50 games. I, it was like – it's how they interpret it. Uh, Cause when you see it, it's like, yeah, that's a scrum. Well, okay. He took that scrum a little bit too far. He slammed the guy's head on the ice with no helmet. It's a superstar. But at the same time, it is just one of those scrums. Panarin jumped on his back. So I, I couldn't tell, but again, there's another one of those scenarios where he knows he can do that. And there's going to be no repercussions. Like, you know, New York, if, if they had anybody in their system, they would have called him up for that next game and there would have been repercussions. And yeah, they're, you know, they had guys step up and, and, um, you know, there's a ton of fights and that was great on their team, but you know, I don't think Tom Wilson was you know scared to go into that next game. Although he did think, leave it. Do you think Tom does that? If, if old Revo's on the bench, probably not, not a chance. Right. I, no. I said the same thing. If there's any kind of toughness on the Rangers, he maybe grabs Panera and that's it. Yeah. Because, right, you you know, it, because, because if that happens and he doesn't get, get kicked out of that game, I can promise you we're fighting three times that game. And if he does get kicked out of that game, I promise you, I'm telling him we're either fighting three times or I'm jumping you. Like, take your pick. Defend yourself or let's just get it over with. That's, that's the only reaction people should have. It, it, it's perfect. I thought he was going to get the book thrown at him. I was shocked when he got a $5,000 fine. Like, this guy is going to get the playoffs and into next season. I was blown away. I, I know you can't talk on it too much, but I was, I was shocked. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I couldn't tell which way it was going, but, you know, he did just come off a suspension too, which I thought might've played a little bit into it because, you know, that makes him an immediate re repeat offender, but uh, I guess they just saw it as a scrum, but, but then, you know, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get away from that. Yeah. We don't want to get you in trouble before the playoffs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> All right. Exactly. You mentioned, you, you mentioned Marsha show. So I was looking at the stats for the Vegas golden Knights and I found something a little strange. He is the leading PIM getter of the Vegas Golden Knights, Jonathan Marshall. So mm -hmm. are you nervous that he is taking your role? He is a skill guy. You know, he put up 42 points, but he also plays the physical role. Do you have to prove something when you get back to the lineup? Because Jonathan's been so effective in that role. You know, he has, and I've been telling him, you know, maybe I'm going to come back and uh, I'm going to start scoring all the goals. And then what? Then he's going to have to take my contract. I'm going to get his. So he better, he better watch out. 
I think if he fought Curtis Gabriel, he would do a little better than you. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I don't want to throw stones, but I just think he's, he gets underestimated, Ryan. He really does. Who, Marchie? <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's squirrely. He's got a little bit of snap in him on that. He's like, I, I see it sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, he does like to say he likes to stay in his weight class, so that's okay. I'd rather him stay in his weight class. What's with you only getting in three fights? Barring the injury, I, I figured you guys had a very physical – conference every, every team seemed to have a tough guy w- was it just not there this season no one was asking or you guys just kind of yeah you know clear of each other so you know sometimes like you know mcdermott has asked me a couple times but there's been you know when mcdermott asked me I, I think you know the way the games change the way pete wants me to play you know mcdermott will just ask me where you know we're up three nothing or we're up four nothing hey give me one and it's like you know pete doesn't want me doing that and i'm yeah. not gonna go against you know and if if McDermott goes and lays out somebody, well, then absolutely. Or if I go lay out somebody right in front of him, then absolutely. I'll give him that. But, you know, those those like, hey, give me one to give me one. And, you know, I don't think anybody in this organization really wants me doing that anymore. Um, you know, some teams just don't have that. Then you got, uh, you know, San Jose, you got that circus running around. And, uh, you know, that was a hard no until, you know, he ran Tucky from behind and then I had to go do something. But, um, yeah. Is it, does it make you feel, I, I know when I always played, I enjoyed getting a two, nothing, three, nothing lead just cause I could always just be like, beat it. Like we're, yeah. you know, we're up three rip, you know, kick rocks. We're not going to fight. Do you, it's got to feel good knowing that you don't have to do that when your team gets up. It's like, you know what? Beat it nerd. It is nice. Like, yeah, you know, like fighting's hard on the body and if, you know, just to do it, to do it, especially in a, in a schedule like this, when you're playing every other day and, you know, we had a stretch where we played, like 10 and 14 or something crazy like that, you know, that, that's hard on the body. If you're going to be fighting all that, all that time and then playing back to back and every other day. So um, yeah, it, it's nice that we are, uh, you know, I'm on a, on a really good team that we usually had the lead and I didn't have to, you know, do it just to do it. We were talking before you mentioned Gabriel. I'm not a huge fan of Curtis Gabriel. I think our listeners know that based on our podcast and my comments about him. You have intimate knowledge of Curtis. You play against him. He's goading you on. The guy loves him some him. Like he he loves to be in the spotlight. He's all over Twitter. He's all over himself. Um, what's it like playing against a guy like that who you know just he wants that clout. He wants to be in the spotlight. What do you, what do you think is going on? Can you give us some antics? I don't know. What what are your thoughts on Curtis Gabriel? He's he's just annoying to play against because it's like. You know, his chirps are not very good. I remember we were, we were, we were, leaning, we were leaning over the bench. He's like, hey, you going to give me one? He's like, if you do something in this game, I'll give you one. If you go hit somebody, it's like, oh, you don't even like the game anymore. I was like, what? So I saw you fight Delorier. And, okay. He's like, you were, you were dodging his punches. You don't even like getting punched in the face. I was like, well, well, you, well, you do. I, I see that you do. Every time you fight, you keep getting speed bags. Like, I don't know. But, no, I don't like getting punched in the face. And I couldn't tell if that was a chirp or like what was going on. And, you know, just like some of his antics, like he keeps, like he stabs our logo all the time. And like, but, you know, that kind of stuff, he comes out for warmups and he's yelling and he's stabbing the logo and he's doing hot laps everywhere. And he's like staring me down. Well, after warmups is done, that is basically the end of what he does in the game. You know what I mean? So what am I going to bother for? Does does any of that work? Do you go into the locker room after warmups and like, holy moly, I am scared. Never, like never, <laughs> never has that. Like, I, I look at him. He, the first time we played, 
uh, he was on the blue. He was on the blue line facing us right before the national anthem. His whole team's facing the flag. No, and he's he's like going back and forth, like like he was ready to jump me right there. And I was looking at him. And I was like, man, you might have to change because you look gassed right now. You've been <laughs> jumping around this whole anthem. I was like, go change and like take a seat. It's like his antics are just they're hilarious. And I know what he's trying to do. Like he's trying to bring energy to the team and and all that. But it, it you know, at some point he's gonna have to win a fight too. You well, know? that's the key. The key is to be able to back it up. And I always felt when I played the guys who usually bark the loudest have zero bite whatsoever. Exactly. And I always got nervous when a guy was just stone cold silent. Like yeah. I know when I played against McIntyre, when I played against um, like a David Kochi, they would not say a word. I'm like, holy right. cow, this guy is like, yeah, because they don't need to. Even when I played against you, I was like, I didn't know what to expect out of this Ryan Reeves cat. And I'm like, he's not saying much. Yeah. I'm a little nervous, you know, and uh, you just never, but it's the guys who are talking a lot. You're like, okay, I don't have yeah. much to worry about with this guy. Yeah. And it's, I've never worried about it. It's just the only thing I worry about is him doing stupid to somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't know if he's like always under control when he goes to hit somebody or if he cares about seeing somebody's numbers or, you know what I mean? So that's what worries about me being on the ice, but him coming after me or trying to fight me like that doesn't, that doesn't scare me at all. No, he's not a scary guy. He has no, that one not. rip. He has the one. I don't know why we're talking about. Let's move on. All right. So you've had a good season, the Vegas Golden Knights. Listen, you, you've, I don't want to see you've expe- exceeded expectations. You guys, you are who you are. You're the Vegas Golden Knights. You should contend for a Stanley Cup literally every season. Now you're just loaded. You have two of the top, I would say, five goaltenders in the league. You got a balanced attack. How has the season gone? Uh, honestly, have you been? Are you guys happy with how you've played? Are you not happy? Are you you know satisfied? You know, I, I you got to be happy. I mean, not not just with the where we are in the standings, but you know, I think with the salary cap situation we're in right now, um, you know, a big part is, is because we carry two really good goalies and the salary cap didn't go up. So we've been a little bit tight. So, you know, like last night, because of it, we played 15 uh, players. Um, you know, we played 19, we played 18 a couple times this season and when we're finding ways to win. And I think it's just because we're so balanced. Um, yeah, you, you just, you gotta be happy with everything we've done this season. So um, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about some of your teammates. I want to start with Mark Stone. Uh, back in January, he was named the first captain in, in the franchise history. I mean, what's he like as a leader? And have you seen him, like, change at all over the course of that since being named captain officially, or is it kind of who he's always been? Yeah, I, honestly, when he came here, uh, I thought he should have been captain right away. Uh, he's just – he's a guy that plays the right way all over the ice. Um and, and not only that, but just like the energy, energy he brings, you know, you see a lot of superstars, they score a goal. It's, you know, a little fist bump and they don't really care. Like Stoney, when he scores or somebody else scores, he, he has the most energy in his celebrations for his goals, for other guys' goals. Um, you know, he battles, he plays physical, leads the league in take uh, turnovers or sorry, takeaways. Uh, he's just, and he's not like the loudest guy in the, in the locker room. When he talks, you listen for sure. But you, you watch him on the ice and you want to follow his lead. And, you know, I think when he got to see, he just upped it a little bit more. Uh, and he's, I think he's, he's one of the best captains in the league. 
And you guys obviously have two like stellar goalies, but Flurry's been the one who's really been the rock behind the, you know, between the pipes this year and he's been healthy. Like it just seems like he's playing lights out and still doesn't seem to get the credit that he should. When you talk about the best goalies in the league, best goalies of all time, he's climbing the uh, all time save chart right now. You talk a little bit about just how good he's been, how important he is to this team. I mean, you know, uh, he's he, like you said, he's the backbone of this team. He's played lights out. He's stolen us games uh, on multiple occasions. Uh, you know, there's some games where, you know, sometimes your team just doesn't have it on a night. And there's been games where, you know, that if he wasn't in the net, we would have probably got canned. Uh, you know, he's, you know, one of the you know top three of all time now for a reason. And he's, you know, and just the way he carries himself, there's a reason why he's that good. He works so hard in practice. He's, you know, I've had goalies where you come down, you shoot on him, and there's a rebound, and he couldn't care less about the rebound. If you come down and shoot on Flower, and there's six rebounds, he will play every one of those shots, and he'll battle on every one of them. And that's why it translates in games for him, because he just, he never gives up on pucks. And I think his work ethic, even in his age right now, is what makes him the best in the world. That uh, I'll jump into. I'm sorry. That I love that when goalies compete in practice. Yeah. There's nothing worse than shooting on a goalie and they just like they take every other shot or they're just like yeah. ah whatever. Like I've played with guys. And I'm just like just just stop. Like that's your job. Have fun doing what you're doing. Like ba- oh, Henrik yeah. Lundqvist. I love practicing playing with him because the guy would like like you said like flurry. He'd play out every single shot. He'd be diving across. Like he, he loved playing goalie. There's yeah. nothing worse than getting a goalie who's just like, nah, you know what? I'm going to take this one off. It drives me nuts. Yeah, like I, yeah, like I, I played with goalies where you take one shot, he'll make the save, and then the next one comes down, he'll take a shot, and he won't even move because like, yeah, didn't didn't need that one. You know what I mean? It's like, well, no, this is how it's going to translate in a game for you too. No, they're too good to take the second shot. That that always yeah. drove me nuts. Or they didn't want to take my shot because I was just a tough guy. It's not worth it. <laughs> then I just ring it right by their ears. Yeah, that, like, see, that pisses me off, too. I've had goalies like that. I, like, I don't need to save rebound shots. Yeah, I'm like, why? Because you're so good. You're perfect. Yeah. Oh, it drives me nuts. The, the struggle of being a tough guy is real, honestly. It is. <sighs> Anyways, okay. You know what, though? Oh, the, go ahead. The fun thing about flowers, for some reason in practice, there's some practices where I absolutely light him up. So he tries really hard against me and, and we have fun with it. Like I'll, I'll let him know when I'm lighting up and he'll definitely let me know if I can't get anything by him. What's he, that's the thing I noticed about him. I've seen him with the penguins. I played against him so many times. He seemed just like a cool guy. He seems like a guy after practice. He's busting your balls. He's just a nice guy. Is he that way? Like what's he like off the ice? Is he's probably the nicest, coolest guy I've ever met. And I, I'm not the only guy to say that. Like, there's guys on our team that he'll just, like, he'll be shooting the shit with him and he'll go away. And sometimes guys are just like, man, he's just the coolest guy ever. <laughs> and, but he, he really is, though. He's just – he's so nice. He's so genuine with everything. He's just like – you know, I think Patch said it the other day. is like, man, I wish I was just him for a day, just to be that cool for a day. And it's true. Like, he's just – He's just an absolute legend. I can't believe I played with this guy. He's an well, absolute legend. He's got so many cups. He's like Mr. He literally is one of the best goalies of all time. Of all time. Yeah. And like he's all a legend. And he's just so so laid back. He's so cool. How did he take when you guys signed Laner? Because there was that big controversy. I've always wondered, like, did he get all like sore about that? Or was he cool about it? Did it ever reflect in his play or his attitude? Never reflected in his play and attitude or attitude. I mean, I, I I can't speak for what was going on in his head. You know, I'm sure it was it was a tough pill to swallow when you're the best goalie in the league for the last couple of years, and then you know you bring in another guy, and you know he kind of steals a little of your spotlight. I'm sure it was a little tough, but 
he never wavered in his work ethic and the way he was around the boys. And uh, when he came in, you know, he was lights out for us still. Um, I, I don't think it ever affected his, his game at all. You know, he was a professional about it. And, you know, Lenny went down this year and, you know, again, he got a chance to shine again. And again, top, top goalie in the league. Shay Theodore is a guy who seems like he just gets better every single year too. And he's taken some like progressions, like every single season. Now he's top 10 in points. Can you talk a little bit about just like watching him progress as a player and become now what I consider an elite NHL defenseman. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what was going on in Anaheim when they let him go, but I mean, that, that guy is a top three defenseman in the league right now. And he's going to be, you know, he might be the best defenseman in the league in two years. He's, you know, he's got hands like a really good forward and he can break the puck out by himself. His skating is unbelievable. Uh, he's just, he's the full package. He's got an, um, you know, the, you saw it a lot in the bubble last year, his shiftiness at the point and his confidence to make that first uh, forward miss and him taking it to the net. He, he does it better than anybody that I've ever seen. So uh, he is, he's going to be a, I mean, he already is a top, defenseman but he's going to be a number one defenseman in this league how does your you guys get three like you got martinez you got theodore and then you peter angelo and you know i'm glad you mentioned marty marty has to be one of the most underrated defensemen in the league he's so good like the amount of shots he blocks like he is an absolute warrior and you know he puts up decent points too yeah you know what i mean like he's got to be one of the most underrated and then you know he you throw Petro in the mix, who was a one-man breakout. He's he's one guy. When I got traded, I was like I'm going to lay this guy out once or twice, and he's hard to hit. Like he he makes the first guy miss, and he's gone the other way, and he jumps in the play so well. And he's one of those demons that's not afraid to stay in the play. And uh, I mean, we we have to have one of the best decors in the league. If, well, even a guy like Braden McNabb, I played with him. The guy's a solid defenseman. Like he, he does, he, you know, meat and potatoes guy. He's unbelievable. Yeah. And, but he, you know, he's for a big guy. He's got some decent hands. He's like, you know, he's got some decent edge work and man, does he hit hard too? Yeah. Like he, he's really, he's, he's almost like a Cronwell. He knows how to throw that back into you. Uh, he's, and it's scary for those forwards to be coming down on him because he knows how to time it well. Oh, he's a moose. He's, he's massive. So yeah. is it a failed season if you guys don't win the cup? I mean, it's always a failed season, season if you don't win the cup. Especially but, that, like, you guys are loaded. This is, you know what I mean? Like, the first year yeah. you were a surprise. Now it's like, this is it. Yeah. I so mean, it's a, yeah, I mean, we're expecting to win the cup. We're, the way we've played and, and the, how we've done it with the, like we were talking about before with the salary cap issues, you know, there is no salary cap in the playoffs now. So, you can have everybody and, you know, as long as we can stay healthy and, and, you know, get healthy and stay healthy for the playoffs. I don't think there's a team that can beat us in this league. I agree. I honestly agree. You were my ah, Colorado, man. They're good. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see that battle. Too. They are. Yeah. I'm very excited to see that matchup. Cause I do think you guys will be the final two in this, this, do you, do you like this setup just because you guys are probably one, two in the whole league. Just, you know, that that's a debate. Do you like this setup that you could potentially lose out in the second round where you're a Stanley cup contending team? No, I think, uh, I think it's just the, the nature of the beast with COVID and everything. I think that's just the best way that it had to go down for this season. But I've always been a big fan of one verse 16 or one verse eight in the, in the conferences. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Cause I, I think, 
you earn that right. If you, if, you know, if there's one thing that the regular season does is you earn the right to be the top team and that gives you the right to play the worst team. And uh, I think that's how it should be. Even when they changed it a couple of years ago, you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan, but I know they're, I know they're starting to explore it again. Uh, I'm hoping once, you know, all this COVID garbage is done then uh, then we can get back to that. How did you think your, 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 your year went, you know, you played these guys seven, eight times a season. Was it as intense as you thought it was going to be, or did it just get boring? It's like, geez, we play in Anaheim again. Here comes San, San Jose again. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I thought it was going to be a lot of fun. And I think at the beginning of the season it was, and it was like, you know, you had many playoff series almost and some games did get heated and carried over to the next game. But as the season wore on, yeah, it was like, you know, I wish we could play a different team. You know, the, I feel like, you know, there was at one point we played uh, Arizona four times in a row. That was early, but we had, you know, a couple of times we just, it felt like you were playing the same team over and over and over. And it's like, okay. And because you're playing so many games, as the season wore on, that spillover kind of slowed down a little bit because you're just, you're so worn down and you're still playing physical. But I think that like, you know, that, that playoff kind of, I hate you the next game kind of wore off a little bit. And then it was just, you know, you're just getting sick of playing the same team. So, but again, it's just, that's just how the season had to be. What was the day to day? Like, did you guys have how many off just see a regular day, regular week you played what three, four games. Yeah. At least, Are the rest yeah. of the days off days, how much practice time? Like it's just, it's so strange. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the year, you tried getting a, a couple practices in, but I mean, I would say probably, Two months in the season, you maybe got a maybe a practice a week. And like right now, we've been playing every other day and we're banged up. Like we've been we've been I don't know, I don't know the last time they practiced, to be honest with you. A lot of like a lot of game day skates, but uh most most off day practices have either been optional or nothing at all. <sighs> That's crazy. That's good and bad, but as a guy who's injured, it's hard to get back into the mojo when you can't practice with the team. It is, but you know, having the taxi squad is a little bit better because you have a couple extra guys. So the taxi squad will skate with the injured guys, and so that helps. And so, uh, like, uh, I've been skating with our skills coach here, who's unbelievable, and he he's been getting me into shape. But this next week will be good because everybody's off. Our games will be done. You'll have a couple days in between where you will practice for sure. So yeah, the season's over. You guys win the president's trophy. Everything's great. You match up with St. Louis as it stands now in the first round. Are you playing? How does that match up? What's your game plan with St. Louis? They're, you know, they didn't have the greatest season. You guys, like you said, played them pretty well. How does that series go down? Is it four games? Or are you going to win in five? Just like, let us know how, how that happens, Ryan. Well, I mean, I want to say we're going to win in four. Um, and we, we, we have played them well. I think we've gone into their building and played them really hard. Um, I think we've – I don't know if they beat us in this building. I can't remember. Um, but, you know, I'd like to say it's four. But, you know, seriously. Playoff series are always always hard to sweep, you know, especially against a team that's been there before. They're, they're going to put up a fight. But um, like I said, I don't see any team that can beat us in the playoffs when we're healthy. Are you worried about Kyle Clifford after how badly he beat you this season? Does that make you nervous at all? A little bit, yeah. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> these guys are coming in. They're trying to take the, trying to take the belt, and I know Kyle's going to want it again. So I'm going to have to do some studying, you know. You know where you can go do studying is hockeyfights.com. Have you ever frequented that site, Ryan? I have many times, yeah. Did you know that we are the sole podcast of hockeyfights.com? 
I did. Yeah. I see. You yeah, knew I see that. Something. I do. I follow you guys on Instagram, Twitter, all that. Oh, Ryan, you're too kind. So listen, yeah. it, your beer. Last time we talked, you had a beer. How's that going? How are sales? Have you been enjoying some brews while you've been off? You know, I was just talking about today. I haven't been drinking as much as I usually do. I think maybe because <laughs> of the injury and just because we've been playing so many games. Of course. You know, I, I still mix it in, you know, like dinner, I'll have a beer for sure. Um, but like before it was like, I don't sleep after games ever. So usually after a game, I just come home and, you know, crush a couple of beers. And by four o'clock, I'd hopefully get to bed. Four o'clock? Oh, like earliest four o'clock after a game. And that's been throughout your career? Oh, yeah. Why? Do you take like Red Bulls and stuff before games? Or are you just all jacked up on coffee? One, no, I don't drink coffee. One Red Bull. That's it. And you can't fall asleep till 4 a.m. No. And I even, I even tried games where I don't drink Red Bull and I'm still wide awake. And then, so they were, you know, back in the day, I was taking ambience every game day. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you know, that's a slippery slope. And I, I don't like how I feel the next morning on ambience. So I stopped that. And it's just like, I couldn't find anything at work. I, I went to a sleep doctor here and they said, okay, yeah, we'll prescribe you something. I was like, well, is it more pills? So yeah. I was like, well, I don't want to take pills. Like that's, I'm trying to get away from the pills. So I've, I've tried uh, like breathing things. I've tried calming, relaxing stuff in the headphone and just nothing works. I'm just, I think I get too amped up for games and I just, I have a hard time coming down from it. That's wild. I, I would fall asleep on the bench. Sometimes I was so relaxed. And I never, well, it's because you're on the bench most of the game. Most of the game. That's, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Thanks for coming, Ryan. We really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, is that why you developed your beer? So you can tip a couple back after the game? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that. And, you know, I think there's a little business opportunity in Vegas. Vegas is a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to craft beer. You know, I think there's, 20 breweries in Vegas while well, there's 20 on a block in Seattle, you know what yeah. I mean? So a little bit behind, there's a business opportunity. There was, um, man, what am I going to do after hockey? Cause I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to get squirrely. And I think, you know, this is, you know, we're talking about expanding it out of Vegas this summer. So I, I get to get out and still go on like, you know, my mini road trips and, and do something that I love still instead of all of a sudden not having a schedule and just, staying home all day. I don't know. I don't know if I can just transition into doing nothing right away. You know what I mean? So you're going to be a Conor McGregor, alcohol mogul. You're going to take your beer to Winnipeg, Vegas. What's your beer called? Where can people find it? Uh, Just in Vegas right now, the company's called seven, five brewing. And uh, we have, uh, so we got uh, a lager called Dawnbreaker, golden ale called training day, IPA called shiver giver. And a stout called the Grim Reaver. And, the Grim uh, Reaver. Oh yeah. And then we got uh, we got an exclusive with MGM called Showtime. All right. If I come to Vegas, I would like to try each of those at least twice. I like to, you know, try at them least. at tall least cans, twice. Though. Tall cans. But you're, I'm a tall you're a guy. Boy, so you can, you can deal with it. I can, you know what? I can tip a couple back with the best one. Tim, what about you? Are you coming? Yeah, I want the Shiver Giver. That sounds delicious. That's, that's my favorite one. Well, Shiver Giver and Grim Reaver are my favorite. I just started getting into the stouts, but the Shiver Giver is really good. All right. Yeah. Sounds good, Reeve. Well, thank you for coming on again, my friend. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Always a pleasure, man. You're blessed. Always. Awesome. Well, you. listen, let's, let's, uh, let's connect after the first round win. We'll see how you're doing, how the body's holding up, and get ready for the second round, my friend. Sounds good. 
All right, Ryan Reeves, everybody, check it out. He's going to be back in the playoffs. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys later. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 